Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, we're continuing the message we began earlier this week that is part of the new series titled, Spring Forward. Bishop Clark utilizes Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19 as the foundation scripture for part two of the message, Out with the Old, In with the New. What a multi-diversity, multi-ethnicity ministry is all about is trying to create something new. Reset it so everybody can be blessed. Are you all here? Are you listening? I'm preaching my guts out. Can y'all say amen? Clap your hands. I mean, let me know you're with me. Let me know you understand. I need some help, man. Some people say the old is just fine. Out with the old, in with the new. Say it. Out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Some of us need to get rid of old furniture. Get some new furniture. And if you say that, I don't believe in that. I don't like my old stuff. Then get a rotary phone. Everybody just say that when I put, if I put out a rotary phone that you have to dial up like that or put an iPhone, guess where the kids are going? Ain't nobody going to grab a rotary phone talking about I like the old. Nobody's doing it. If you really want to go back, go to the Model T Ford. Since you want to go back, go to the horse and buggy. It's called horsepower anyway. Since you want to go back, go, to ba- go back to church with no AC. How far do you want to go back? My daddy had it hard. My daddy said to me, son, you got it made. I said, why do you say that? When I was a child, this is what I did for fun. We used to have this barn that was packed with rats. And the rat tail would go through the crack and I would grab it by the tail until it pulled out of my hand and leave the skin in my finger, in my hand. That was my fun. I was like, I don't want to go back to that. We came home one day, my dad had a possum, I'm sorry, a raccoon on the dinner table. Boom. Mouth open, all laid back. Listen. Listen. He said, I just want you all to get a taste of what I came through. 
eat wildlife? If it's not chicken, if it's not chicken, if it's not steak, I can't go back to that. How far do you want to go back? If I slap that, slap Megan with some possum pfeffer and slap her with some, some possum, what happened, Daddy? Have you lost your mind? What's going on? You can't take your kids way back. You got to find something new now. They have to be able to work with the world we're living in. Thank you, God. You're in the world, but not of it. But you got to work with the world that you're living in. Reset is an acronym. Number one, the S, the R in, re in reset is for the word risks. Risks. When we reset, you're going to have to take what? Risks. Letting go of what you love and what you're familiar with is a risk. This is what I love about the book of Job, chapter 8 and verse 7. Your beginnings will seem humble. So prosperous will your future be. Look at that. Your beginnings will seem humble. So prosperous will your future be. Now, I'm giving you this word because when you take risks, sometimes the beginning seems humble. But prosperous is your future. The New King James Version of the same verse reads like this. Through your though your beginnings were small, your latter end would increase abundantly. That's the New King James. And then the New uh, American Standard Bible says it like this. Though your beginnings were insignificant. Yet your end will increase greatly. Many of us have felt irrelevant. Out of sync, out of time. And that's why we don't like to take risks. Because even though we're irrelevant, at least we're comfortable with it. But God wants to amplify where you are right now. With radical change. God didn't want his people to ever get comfortable. One of the problems in the 21st century church is that we don't have the same history physically that Israel had. And that is when they come out of Egypt, they had to walk for 40 years before they went into the promised land. And no terrain looked the same. As they're moving, the terrain didn't look the same from day to day. We come into the same building, and unless the church has multi-millions of dollars, we want to see something new. We don't understand that to see something new in the 21st century requires funds. Faith is the same, but funds help you to see your future in a different light. Funds. It had nothing to do with your spirit. 
But people are so used to seeing things, really you don't need faith when you see it. Yet this is where we are as a church, and I understand that. And this is why we are such, at such a deficit, because people are to, the platform is becoming entertainment for the house to keep people enthused. Like, wow, Academy Awards. That's what we have to do to keep our people. Like, oh, I like that, Mommy. I like this because it looks like what I see on television. And so you see the young preachers with the money. They're doing that to keep the family intact. But when they leave God, they have no faith. When they leave home, they don't have enough faith to even come back home. Because this generation is not different from the previous as it relates to discipleship. If you don't read scripture, you don't have no word and you have no root in your, in your spirit. And lights is not going to build your faith. It's entertainment. We give you a little bit of it, but we can't give you that as a supplement to the word of God. Y'all understand? Just like you can't take your kids out all the time so they can feel enthused when they come home. You wouldn't have any money. Every night you got to go out so they can, oh, I'm bored. So we go out to the movies every night? We'll do it this Friday. That's it. Not every night. You need to buckle down and read. Because I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to raise you up. Can the church say amen? amen? So you'll see how things are shifting. Things are shifting big time. But you need to understand. Those lights are not tied to the Holy Spirit. It's tied to muma, moolah, money. That's all it is. And you'll think your faith is growing because you see lights. Just like you don't get more faith when you see the Academy Awards. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God and faith without practice is dead. You must put it into practice. You can hear it all day. It doesn't come alive until you put it into practice. Take risks. There are possible consequences when you take risks. Possible unforeseen dangers when you take risks. There's some wearisome toil that's going to take place when you take risks. There's some things associated with taking risks. Wearisome. Sometimes when you take a risk, you put yourself out there. Ask, actually, all of the time, you put yourself out there. Watch this. They may laugh at you when you take a risk. You got to be able to take it. What if you take a risk and it looks like everything plummets? What if you take a new job with a new company and the next year that company failed? And you say, I believe God wanted me to take the, take the jump, the leap of faith. Okay? Then once you do that, then the job ends. You're going to have some people saying, they said God told them to make that leap. But look at them now. It happened with David. It happened with Abraham. It happened with everybody that God spoke to. He's not there to stop all of the laughter. He wants you to follow him no matter what. Okay, okay. If, you, if you're kind of flimsy now, you only follow him when everything is going well. But we're trying to train you, and I'm trying to train myself, that even when I can't see my way, I still trust him. That's the risk of the reset. 
Thank you, God. They're going to laugh at you. They're already laughing at you. They laughed at you when you became a believer. They say you're a fanatic. You lost your mind. You church, you too churchy for me. All you do is talk that religious stuff. That's what a worldly person is supposed to say. You speak a different language. It's like if you go to Tel Aviv right now, ain't nobody saying ain't got no nothing in Tel Aviv. They're speaking Hebrew. And if you went to Tel Aviv and you talking about ain't got no nothing, everybody going to be looking at you crazy because you wouldn't even understand what they're saying or that they may be laughing at you until you learn the language. The world is supposed to laugh at you. They don't understand our language. They don't understand why we give and why we worship. We welcome people in. We worship. We get a word. And then we leave the building and we witness the four W's. They don't understand that. Yet they do the same thing with every movie they see. They greet you when you come to the movie. They worship the movie. Get a little popcorn. Worship the movie. Pay their money. That's worship. Pay their money. Worship the movie. And then they get the movie. That's the word of the movie. And then they witness when they leave the movie theater. They tell other people to go and see it. Same system. Different place same thing happens with college football or with the Warriors and the Houston Rockets people do the same thing in those churches the tithe is just greater same thing you go to the Amway Center you're going to get welcome but you got to pay to park your car you just park across the street over here Walk across the street. What if we had a parking lot? Five dollars for 30 minutes. You hear believers. What? What kind of church is that? What kind of church is that? Look, I'm talking about the other churches that you go to. Twenty dollars to park your car right here. You pay enough for the ticket. Why couldn't they pay for the car? When you're walking and you're going to have greeters, welcome to the Amway Center. Welcome to the Amway Center. And they're focused on you. Welcome to the Amway Center. They're not just talking and eating popcorn and, not for, and forgetting that you're coming in. When you're coming in, they got things they're selling. Jerseys, you can buy one. But they're like $185 a piece. <laughs> we try to sell them for what, 20, 15, whatever. People have a problem with it. Same kind of system. Church was here way before the Amway Center got here. Way before the magic came to Orlando. And if I take you to Disney World, it's even more than that. How much is one ticket? Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Everybody that's got a problem, you don't really have a problem. You take risks when you serve God. But bolster yourself. They're going to laugh at you, but you need to laugh at them. Ha, laugh back. Ha. <laughs> I got the real thing. You the one with the false thing. My thing say Coke. I don't know what's on your bottle. Some type of imitation. I got the real thing right here. Thank you, Lord. Go in. Everybody's in the stadium. If you're sitting in the wrong seat, they remove you. But here you can sit anywhere you want. 
This guy comes in. He's got his ticket. Sit down. Another man come in and say, "These are my seats." No, they're not. He said, "These are my seats." Here comes the usher walking in. Looked at him. Said, "You're in the wrong seat. You need to move. Your section is over there." They got to climb back up the stairs. They didn't leave. I ain't never coming back to that church. They got up, walked down the the aisle there, went back down and got in the right seats and disturb everybody else walking through the game. They're disturbing them coming in, coming in. I don't want to say everything. All up in your face. I'm at the Amway Center, and this lady, I don't know why she sat next to us. This lady, she loved uh, Westbrook. Let's go, Westbrook! She was so loud, I was like, my God. She didn't say it once. She said it any time. You better shoot, Westbrook! <laughs> 80 times. Westbrook come out. He's sitting on the bench. They better get Westbrook in. When Westbrook come, you better shoot Westbrook. <laughs> Loud. <clears throat> she was so loud. Listen to what I'm saying. Keith was there with me. He got up and moved. He said, I can't move. He got up and moved. She wanted her player to know she worshiped his game. Those chicken nuggets that she bought, I know cost $20. And she had on her jersey, her Westbrook jersey, and she didn't care what I thought. She didn't care. I was like, why? Of all of these people, why are you sitting next to me? I just came here and watched. I'm not into it like that. You take risks. They're already laughing at you. But laugh back. I got the real thing. I'm in a legitimate seat. I'm watching the right thing. I'm getting what I need. I have the solution. You're still dealing with the problems. That's how you have to see it. You're not a second class citizen. You're a king and a priest in the house of God. God has raised you up to do some great things. Take the risk. And let's go and take the community. The E is for evaluate. Evaluation. That is to assess, appraise, and count up the cause. To assess it. To assess it. Now, in church, we haven't uh, been good at this. Here we see the SWAT model. It was shared over in the conference in Tampa. But I heard this in this ministry at least five, six years ago. This is a business term, SWAT. Your strengths, this is what you do when you assess something. What are the strengths of your ministry? If you're running a ministry in this church, you need to evaluate it. What are the strengths? What do you do well? Everybody likes to hear where the strengths are because we praise those with strengths. But the second part of that, the W is for weaknesses. What are the weaknesses in your ministry? Is it hard for you to keep people? Do you have people always washing out? Uh, are they engaged? Are they enthused? They only show up when it's time for them to perform. Like they only usher, only come to church when they're going to usher, only come to church when they're going to dance. What are the weaknesses? 
Only come to church when they're on duty. That weakness needs to be brought out. Assess it. The O is for opportunities. Which is something we need to explore. Opportunities. And there are many opportunities to do great things. We need people, think tanks, to create or to at least examine the opportunities that are before us. Because some of us, talking about new wine, new wine skin, some of us are from the old school and we only see things through the prism or the, the window of our education. When I went through high school, there was no such thing as the internet. It wasn't even spoken of. And IBM, its code was so complex that only smart people can do it. And a lot of people, oh, I'm an engineer. I'm an engineer. I'm, I heard it all the time. But it was with a lot of pride. But what happened with Windows, Microsoft said, we're going to make all of that complex stuff accessible to the common person. We're going to create a software system that does all of the complex stuff for you. All you got to do is click on a window. It was brilliant, which allowed me to have access, which I was totally out of the game until Windows came on. And Brother Spencer is the one that helped me with my first window program. But once I got in it, being a simpleton as it relates to the complex stuff, once I got into it and saw the possibility, my mind opened up around the world. That's where the genius was. We're going to make those that are not engineers, give them an opportunity to look at this. But once they get in it, they're not confined by their engineering mind. They can dream of something different. Thank you, Lord. And I saw that we needed a website as soon as the, as soon as the Internet opened up. I saw someone click on truth and there was nothing. They couldn't fix nothing come up. No page found. I saw it in a vision and it bothered me. I kept working with it. We got to get out there. But most people were still talking about who won the game. I said, we need to put up billboards. Ah, oh, that's too much. And Zachary Timms came to Orlando and put up 23. Wow. Yeah. At $1,000 a shot. Nobody said that's too much. He wasn't confined by church. We understand what he did. But I'm talking about the genius now. <laughs> he said if Mickey can do it, I can do it. Literal words. Mickey's on every billboard in Orlando. Why can't New Destiny be there? That's what he said. And a millionaire said, I like you. I'll pay for it. But he had to step out by faith. Because we're not in that world, in the magic kingdom, okay? We're just dealing with faith. A lot of us still have to see it before we believe it. It's frustrating to me when you assess, what are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What would happen if we had a billboard as a church? What would happen with the people who are passers by? Who's willing to invest in it? Opportunities. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. T is for threats. Threats. And we need to really know they're out there. 
Just last Sunday, a Jewish synagogue was blown. A man walked in, kid walks in, killing folk. Three churches burned in Louisiana. Why would we be lackadaisical in security? Why? Where is the alert? Where is the, where is the alert in our soul and in our spirit? Not afraid, alert. Why are we lackadaisical? Does it have to happen down the street before we get it? Or in the next door neighbor's house? It's coming to your front door though. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated, do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2476. That's reference number 2476. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry or into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I'd like for you to write me a letter or email me um, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.